guys, welcome to the podcast this week. So it's going to be a little different than uh, our normal ridiculousness because uh, uh, if you're if you're unaware, uh, a little while ago, what uh, at this point, what two two weeks ago when this is airing, um, our very good friend uh, who when he was in WWE, he was Luke Harper. On the Indies, Brody Lee, uh, and to us, John Huber, he is no longer with us. And so we wanted to get a couple of people uh, together to just chat about him because you guys got the chance to see him in the ring as a big, scary, intimidating monster who will big boot your brains back into last Tuesday. And uh, and we we knew him as uh, as an instigator, <laughs> as a potster. It's just a, a, a good a good guy who could make us smile and laugh no matter the occasion. And uh, so we've got, like I said, a few people here to talk about it. So um, so I'm here, Woods, we've got Kofi, we've got E, and our guests, we have Breeze, Cesaro, and Joseph Rudd, who is formerly uh, Eric Rowan. So very close with with Brody, ran the roads with him um, constantly. And so, like I said, we just wanted to chat a little bit so you guys could get a little glimpse of what... Uh, what what Brody was really like, the Brody that we got to experience. So, hey guys. Hello. Hey guys. What up? I'm just so everyone knows what our voices sounds like. Uh, I am Big E. I'm Kofi Kingston. I'm going next. I'm Cesaro. Joe. Gotta be the most polite one here, but Breeze. Uh, that was Breeze. And I'm Joseph Rude, Barley Rowan. All right. Um, I don't know how to. Yeah. Um, all right. I I, th- I think uh, mm. you know I, I, we all gathered together because we were all uh, very close with with John. I think uh, Claudio, you've you've known him for much longer than I have, uh, but you know I. I I think back to, of course, he was a great wrestler and an incredible in-ring performer, but I think so often of what he meant to me as a human. Um, you know, he was one of my best friends I've ever had. Uh, we talked all the time. You know, I think one of the first things that I heard in wrestling is, I remember someone came down to FCW and said, you know, sometimes guys get fired. You're, you're good friends with them. They get fired and you don't talk at all. And then they come back and then you guys just pick up where you left off and that's just wrestling. But like, that was not at all me and Brody. In fact, we might've gotten closer once he left the company uh, because he was like, he was legitimately like family to me. He, he, uh, he moved to Tampa and lived about 15, 20 minutes down the road. We talked all the time and I, I lost, I lost a family member. I lost, I lost a brother. And uh, that's what I remember. And that's what I'll always remember is losing someone who I, who I really loved and uh, who I was fortunate enough to see all the time. And uh, I could talk about everything. There's so many times that I want to pick up my phone and text him about something, but he's not there uh, to text. Uh, and that's what I'll think of. You know, for a lot of people, he was a great wrestler, but that was, that was family to me. And that was, uh, you know, this loss is, is something that I'll never forget. Um, I'm grateful for all the memories and I, I know he meant a lot to all of us. And that's what I always remember is losing, uh, losing family. Yeah, it's, um, it's been, it's been really weird. Uh, 
it doesn't it still doesn't really seem seem real you know because i don't think that i've i've ever been in a locker room and and experienced a person like him that uh, he just messed so well with everyone around him and wrestling is such a, a strange like egotistical business but there wasn't anything like that in him he just always wanted to be uh, a good guy who was there for everybody else and just wasn't selfish and and I feel like guys like that are so hard to find who are just universally liked for how how good they are uh, just as, as 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 people and and it's a, it's a big loss for a lot of people and uh, uh, yeah um i think to echo your sentiments woods uh uh it, it still definitely doesn't it doesn't seem real you know like um everything that you guys said and and that everyone is hearing on social media um is 100% true where you know there i feel like you don't you don't hear about people who who touch so many people in so many different ways and um just by the outpouring of love that uh that you see on social media right now. Um, and you know, it's been what, like two weeks, three weeks. And even still people are still just talking about the, the memories and, and the good times that they had with Brody. And, um, it's just rare that you find somebody like that. You know, uh, I found myself, um, he actually uh, had given me the news and uh, this was, I think the day after Christmas. Mm. And um, I, I, you know, I was in the car with my kids um, and then, you know, went, went uh, to the house and, um, you know, he had told me the news and I just, like, I was just like physically just ill, you know, uh, because this this kind of this is not supposed to happen you know you you hear about stories like this and um you never quite think it's going to happen in in your circle uh so for me i've spent a lot of time trying to figure out why uh and and there's no answer that will ever you know, suffice, uh, that will be enough that will explain like why something like this would happen to somebody who was so good. And, um, particularly for me, uh, as a, as a family man, like you won't find a better father than, than Brody. And, uh, so I, I've been just trying to like really focus on the positive impact that he had 
on the locker room, on the industry, on me as a person. We, uh, when you become a parent and, and you're in this business, you spend a lot of time on the road and away from your family. And it gets to be pretty difficult because you know that you're missing all these moments um, that you can't get back. And uh, I, I, I used to take just, I used to really value the time that we spent talking about our families. And, um, you know, Brody, he, he loved his family so much. And you always knew that. You always knew that in the actions that he took. And uh, it's, you know, like, like I said, I, I'm just, I'm trying to focus on, on that aspect and the happiness that, that he brought into my life and the happiness that he brought into so many other people's lives. Because if you, you know, I, I, I find myself going to some pretty dark places uh, trying to figure out the why, you know? So, um, yeah, I just appreciate, uh, again, getting to know somebody like that because I feel like, again, you don't, you don't come across people like Brody, people who have such a, <laughs> such a positive effect in what can come across as like a, a negative way sometimes because you'd always have, <laughs> you know what I mean? We were talking about it yesterday and uh, just the, the, the way that he would interact with you, like it, it wouldn't be like a, like a positive thing that he would have to say <laughs> a lot of the time. It would be like a little dig here and there, but it would always be like in, in good fun and it would always make you laugh. And uh, I don't know, there's not many people that can do it like that. You know, so COVID's funny like that. It's funny that you said that. Um, so I was trying to even just listen to like, as you guys are talking, uh, it's hard to know like where to start talking. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you guys have done, like you guys started us off here pretty good, but like I was literally sitting here going like, where do I start? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we've, we've heard over and over how good and how great of a person and how great of a father and a husband and everything that he was. So it's like, do we just reiterate the same stuff? But it's, yeah. I, it's, it's kind of along the lines of like what you just said, where I, I know, obviously I think you guys kind of know what my relationship with, with harps was, which, you know, so one of the things it was, it was kind of like a hockey thing um, where we always have nicknames and you guys know, but like, I always have like nicknames for people, right? Like very rarely do we call each other our names. Mm -hmm. So like I was always Daltz cause he knew me as Mike Dalton and he was always harps. So almost every single time, like Kofi was saying, like I'd walk in a locker room and he's always there. And he was always the first one going like, Hey adults. And immediately we'd start just like ragging on each other. And that's, it's, it's, it's like Kofi was saying, like it, it's what we're saying is almost like negative things, but we're saying them with such a smile on our face and laughing. Right. And then everybody else is laughing. And that was us almost like a hundred percent of the time where like even, uh, so me and, uh, and, and Dillinger Spears, whatever you want to call him, uh, we went up to see him on, on the, the Saturday, uh, after Christmas. And even as we're like in the room with them, we both kind of looked at each other and obviously we're upset and everything else. And we looked at each other and we went, you know, he'd be making fun of us right now. Like he would literally <laughs> be laughing at us because we're crying over him. And like, that's, it, it, it kind of goes like that in almost everything we did. Like he'd come to, he'd come to the school and like, help us kind of, you know, train and do whatever and just hang out. 
And then he just demand that like he comes to my house and I buy him a bunch of food. And, feed him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we just kind of like laugh and be like, of course. And then, you know, we do it. But then it was like, of course. And then now like, you know, he gave us this big banner. He showed up one night and uh, at the school and he just gave us this gigantic banner from when he was on it. He was, I guess he's, he's only been on like one or, or that might be the only one, but it was from China, some China tour. And he showed up at the, at the school and just hands it to us and goes, here guys. I said, what do we want us to do with this? And he goes, Oh, hang it up at the school. I said, we're not going to hang it up at the school. And he's like, he's like, he's like oh, lots of wall space here. Like, hang it up. And I said, I said, no, it doesn't work that way, Harp. It's like, we're not doing that. And so now, now, of course, it's hung up at the school. And I already know, like, he'd walk in with that little smile and he would just be like, I got you. Like, I got you. You had to hang it up. And like, even as I'm like, you know, I'm buying like, you know, Brody shirts and like Brody action figures and stuff like that. And every time I'm like clicking stuff and just thinking like, man, he would make fun of me for this. Like he would not have a good thing to say about this. He'd make <laughs> me feel, he'd make himself feel really good. And then he would make me feel bad and we'd both be laughing at it. I'd go like, you know what? Screw you, man. Screw you, man. You know, talk later, whatever. But like, that's just how it was constantly. You know what I mean? And like, it sucks. Cause I know that everybody kind of deals with it their own way and everybody kind of goes through everything else. And eventually I've noticed, at least with me, like once the crying stops kind of thing, um, even I, I went over and I went over to ease and we were just kind of telling stories. And once you start telling stories and stuff, the crying almost kind of stops and turns to laughter, almost every scenario that you talk about, mm -hmm. because that's just, he somehow brought it out of you where you guys are just, you know, laughing at each other, whether it's about, you know, anything really. And, and like I said, you guys had different conversations where you guys have families. So you guys kind of got to see that side of it. Uh, he walked into my house and, you know, obviously I'm by myself and he walks in and the only thing he said was, I don't know if I should be jealous or feel bad for you. And, and I just started laughing. Cause like my house is just like a big kid's house. And so he's just like, Oh my God. He's like, when you have kids, this all changes type of thing. And yeah. like, so I, you guys got that type of, you know, that relationship that I, I didn't really get, but we always got the one where like, you know, your, your actual brothers, like just giving each other crap for everything, no matter what, everything. It makes me think of, do you remember that game that we used to play where we'd kick him in the shins? All the time. He'd start, <laughs> so, <laughs> he'd start with me and you'd come flying in and like you'd defend me all the time because everybody bullied me. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's the thing. So Breeze would get bullied when we were in developmental and uh, <laughs> just to pile it on. Uh, so I, I call him Gator. That was what we'd call him at that point. And he'd be kicking Breeze in the shins. And so then it'd be me and Breeze against him trying to see if we can kick each other in the shins while we're trying yep. to set the ring up and trying to tear it down. Always. And it's just the worst, just grown men. Just grown men acting like four-year-olds. Grown and men like, not grown at all. <laughs> not at all. But that uh, that that reminds me of, uh, do you remember? So Breeze and I were tagging. We were Hollywood Express and our thing was to throw out glow sticks and wear these crazy oh, yeah. colors and stuff. And uh, we're wrestling you guys. Uh, and uh so our our entrance is taken forever so you guys were out first and i remember <laughs> you're standing there just like ready to fight harvard <laughs> or sorry uh yeah harvard looks at us he goes get in the ring we never get time to wrestle and you're cutting into it <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh that was the first time that i had, I had uh wrestled him and uh oh my God. just hilarious just a good time well i always think too like Man, when I think of Brody's last eight years, I always think of Rowan. Because even, even when you two would be separated or you have solo runs, it was always, you guys were like magnets, man. You guys always came back to each other. And uh, I love like the true feeling. Like it really touched me. I can't remember when, but 
you had this great moment, Rowan, and Brody uh, put on Instagram just this long, like, he really believed in you, man. And he was oh, yeah. so proud to see you, to step out on your own, to see your growth, not as a man, not only as a man, but as a performer, like both. He was so proud of your, your personal and career growth. And that's something that I'll always uh, remember and treasure. And just the real love that you two have for each other. And uh, I, was, I was just so moved by Joe, what you, what you did uh, to honor him and the love that you, you have for, for Brody. Um, so I just wanted to thank you, one, for, for being open enough and vulnerable enough to, to let people know how much he meant to you. And uh, I'm, I'm just proud of you uh, for, for doing that. So I just want to say thank you. And I, I always think back to you guys as, as like brothers, man. A lot of people are partnered together, but you guys felt like brothers to me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. We've all had a different relationship with them, but, you know, to me, it really did feel like a, a brother. Because, you know, in the beginning there, and you guys can attest, most of you guys were in SCW with us. We, we butt heads. For whatever reason, we butt heads. <laughs> and I, looking back, maybe it's because we were just a little bit too alike. <laughs> but we always had respect and admiration for each other, and we always wanted the best for each other. You say we were like glue, but I always like that came back together. We always wanted to be off on our own, but we always got back together. And um, even when he left the company, he'd say nice things about me. When he left the company, I would say nice things about him. I'd go go out of my way to contact him, watch his matches, um, just anything. And uh, one thing I don't think he really knew, and you talk about growing as a man. And just by seeing how he treated his family, his kids, and how much love they had for each other. I was in a dark place um, halfway through my run on the roster um, with you guys. And I was depressed. I was going through a divorce. I wasn't that bad. And if you want to be a better guy, all around, look for the best people. And I took that from him. You can talk about the wrestling and all that. Yes, he made me want to improve and all that. But this is life. And in life, he makes me what you want to improve. He, he makes you want to be the best man you can be. And because of that, I'm in a so much better place in my life with, with my wife, uh, with, with my kids. And I, I live and I breathe for them. And I live and breathe for, like, for relationships like, like you guys, who I still talk to. And it's not just because of this. Like, I still talk to you guys. I I love all of you. And the fact that we're doing this and we're talking about them, as much as it hurts, you know, you can take out a positive from, from what he did while he was here in the short time he was here. Because he did so much good. He doesn't even know it. He didn't even know it. What good he did to individuals. I've talked to so many different people that have met him for like an hour. They took our just meeting this 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 lovely bright soul just for just for a minute. How he, he touched life. It's incredible. And I don't think I've heard of anybody, especially in the wrestling business, that's touched so many people so so short amount of time in his life. And it's it it it, it just warms my heart. I don't think he'd be making fun of me. <laughs> For, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think he'd have a, a little smile and a smirk. Probably pat himself on the back, put himself over. Yeah, 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 yeah there you go. Yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah. Oh
Oh, Him say, yeah, yeah, I knew you liked me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> uh, but talking about that, him, uh, everybody having uh, a relationship with him, but it, all of them are a little different, you know? So, um, you know, I, I on uh, Sunday, when we got to Tampa, I went to hang out with, with Rick Victor for a little while and just talk to him about it. And just like... His relationship is far different from mine, which is very different from from Breeze's, you know, and, and even talking to so like I worked like talking to Jason Jordan about it last week and he shared a story with me, like showed me a picture like Brody was the first person besides him and his wife to hold his child, you know, like. So I feel like while we do have these these interconnected relationships where we all know each other and we we still talk no matter like what happens, like. Brody had this, this, this ability to, to have so many of these relationships and was able to nurture all of them. And, and I think to your point that you made Rowan, I think that he, regardless of the type of relationship he had with someone, he, he made us all feel that way. Like we wanted to be, to be better based on like whatever kind of relationship we had with him. And, um, and yeah, just to, to echo what you're saying, like, I don't, I can't think of anybody else that I've, that I've met in a wrestling locker room or just like in, in the world in general, those people are so few and far between. And he was, he was one of them. For sure. And uh, man, there's so many, as sad as I get, I also laugh all the time. And I think back to certain memories and I do remember I was fortunate enough to sit, we were on the plane uh, waiting to leave Saudi Arabia. It was me, then the aisle, then it was Brody and Claudio. I believe you guys were sitting next to each other. And your interaction the whole time uh, just really popped me and made me smile. But you guys have gone back for what? You wrestled in Chikara. Did you wrestle before then? Um, yes. So I talked to Amanda, his wife, about that when I met her at the same time. I think I may, maybe I met Brody before, but the first time we wrestled was at a Rochester County Fair in 2005. Yes. Wow. Oh my God. So, um, <laughs> yes. yeah, I've known him forever. And, um, like, that's what like, everybody, like, we just talked about, like, everybody knew him different, everybody had a different relationship with him. Um, but it's like really hard for me to think of a moment where he wasn't around, even when he wasn't, because I've known him for so long. And there were times where we didn't talk as much. But then again, when we talked, it was like nothing ever changed. Like it was like how you said how he had all these different relationships, but they were all effortless. Like there was never a feeling that I was like, God, I have to text Brody. Otherwise he'll uh, give me crap. I mean, he'll give me crap no matter what. So I'll just, you know, do whatever. But So, but it was immediately kind of um, like we kind of clicked, you know, because it was, we just, had a similar sense of humor of giving each other just nonstop crap about anything. Like, I don't think we had one match where he didn't blame me for hurting him in some way, shape or form. <laughs> um, he bled in the Chikara, uh, like it was the first ever cage match and it's a super PG company. And like, blood is a big no-no. It was the first cage match. So of course, you know, he rams his head into the pole as hard as he can and then blames me. And and I, I just watched it back two days ago. He's like, it's just you, you're way too strong and you don't realize it. And just like, and like, it was, I watched it back. I'm like, not me. And then like, I hit him with like two moves and he's like, yeah, and you try to break my neck and this and that. Just, you know, just nonstop crap, which made me laugh so hard. Um, anytime, because I would do the same to him, obviously. And then we don't see each other for a bit. And we see each other again and the same happened. And he 
he was one of two people that I uh, like not helped hire because they both got hired because they were freaking awesome. But that when like I put in a good word or put them over when they asked me about him, uh, I told him like hire him a hundred percent right now because of what good person he is. Like it was like no question, no like yes, but it was just like hundred percent yes. But um, it just he's always he's always been there and he's always been just like a really really good friend and. It's a person that I can always laugh with, you know, and that you feel safe telling a funny story and something really serious. You know what I mean? Like you just know he's there for you no matter what, no matter what time of day. So. But like even talking about it too, like (sighs) wrestling wise, like I, I know like, you know, you guys know obviously because we're kind of that we're in, we're in a, a group where me and me and you were talking about a little bit when you look around the locker room now, like a lot of those guys are are gone. Like they're either not working at the same place or they're in different areas or whatever. But the, the, the kind of the crew that we had for uh, a couple of years, like traveling the world essentially uh, is for the most part is dispersed. Like what's not, it's not, I mean, Kofi, obviously you've seen several crews that come up and go, you know what I mean? And you don't realize how fast it goes, but like, I think I was only, I was on the, the actual roster, like on the road doing tours and, and, and every show and everything else for like four years. But that four year period, we had the same people and we literally traveled the world and it goes so fast that you don't like, you don't even realize it, but every single locker room that you'd go into, there was people that you'd expect to be in there. And like, like I said, as soon as I'd walk in, I'd, I'd hear that voice immediately. You know what I mean? And so wrestling wise, like when I think of a show and when I think about like a core group of like people that I traveled the world with and can't be replaced and everything else, he's in that group. And that's just kind of like the wrestling part of it. Then like when I add on, you know, the fact that we became more than just the same locker room, we were, you know, best friends, essentially. He was very, very much one of my best friends and him and his wife, Amanda, uh, helped me through like a couple of the worst months of my life. And you know, the fact that, which if, if you guys know Amanda, which I know that some of you do, her and him were so perfect together. Like if, if he's sitting there giving you a hard time, so is she. And like, <laughs> it's one of those things where like, if there's three, like if it's them and you, someone will be on your side for like a second, but then they'll turn on you immediately. And it just like, it was such a like perfect mesh of personalities um, that it just kind of, it, it, it was kind of the same as like that locker room of like, if you were going to at WrestleManias and stuff like that, when all the families are there and everything else, there's certain families that you want to see. Like the Huber yeah. family is like a family that you wanted to see. You wanted to see little Brody running around and you want to yeah. see Amanda and you want to see everybody else. Like what a good family unit to like, just be a part of, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and going right off that, man, uh, just talking about, you know, little Brody and Nolan and then my kids, Kai and Orion, like, oh man, it's <laughs> such a joy to see them like running. Cause you know, my, my kids are pretty wild, you know, mm-hmm. they, uh, they're, they're greeting is often a uh, single leg, you know what I'm saying? A handshake, you know what I'm saying? They try, they try to single leg you. And, uh, I, I you know, when, when they would get together with like, with Brody and Nolan, um, it was just like poetry in motion, you know, like they, they were like birds of a feather, you know, they're all wrestling each other. Uh, I think it was WrestleMania. Uh, it might've been 35 in uh, New York. And there was one moment where we're in the, in the hotel lobby and uh, <laughs> uh, it's me, 
Brody, uh, my wife, and Amanda, and we're all talking, just like nothing's going on, but... Mm-hmm. 10 feet from us are all four of our kids just wrestling in the lobby <laughs> and civilians are walking by like, whose kids are seen? <laughs> oh gosh. It's just like that. That is always a, a highlight of a pay-per-view for us. The kids are always asking about Brody, you know, um, and my, my, my uh, oldest son just asked um, if he could amateur wrestle like Brody, you know? Wow. And um, you know, so when you see, like your kids have that kind of bond with another kid. Like, it's just an amazing thing to watch, you know, as a parent. And again, just, you know, talking about the relationship that we had when all that we talked about on the road was our families and how proud we were of the things that they were doing. And, um, you know, uh, Harper used to talk about how proud he was of Brody and his amateur wrestling. And, you know, like just kind of like being hyped up that he that he wanted to do it. And I think there was one match where um, I think little Brody got beat pretty bad uh, and and Harper didn't know, like, if he was going to continue or not, you know, and come to find out, like, little Brody says he wants to do it. And, and he's just like has like that that passion and he starts working harder and harder so he can get better. And like that is the goal as a as a parent, man, like to see that process. You always try to instill that in your children, but to see it like become a reality and you see your kid like saying like, no, I want to get better. And this is what I have to do to get better. Like, you know, that they've like taken this. They're going to take that trait and apply it to the rest of their lives. You know, so he was so proud of that moment. And, and I could just relate to him on every level when it came to our kids, man. Uh, so yeah, it's just a, a real special connection when you see somebody who is such an amazing and giving person and, and parent and, you know, um, me, Woods and E have a saying uh, called HOE. And that stands for, that stands for home over everything. So if we're booked on the road and they say, oh, well, you know, you're supposed to be flying back out somewhere on a Saturday. You know, maybe you stay in this town and then, you know, we'll fly you directly to the show so you don't have to fly home. You're only going to be there for like eight hours. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you fly me home. Yeah. I'll go home even if it's for only like four hours, you know, and see my family and get back on the plane and, and fly, you know. Uh, and, and Brody was the epitome of that. I mean, I know you guys remember several times where he would drive right after a show like seven hours, six oh, yeah. hours, eight hours, because it would get him home earlier than the flight would. Yeah. And you think about an eight hour drive, man, like that's, that's a long ass drive. And he's only right? doing it because he be like, well, are you serious? Why? He's like, yeah, I get home two hours earlier. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, he's like I yeah. see my kids. Like, right. And you know, you're like, you're theoretically, you're more tired. You're more tired than you would be (laughs) if you were to like, you know, stay, get a rest, get on the plane. Okay. You like, you sacrifice those two hours, but he wanted to spend every single moment with his family, man. And it's just awesome to see that, you know? Uh, Yeah. It's, it's, and it's motivating too, as a, as a, as a father, like that is the kind of father that you want to be. That's the kind of commitment that you want to have to your family, you know? And uh, he was such a great example of that. Cove, you, you talked about how giving he was. One of the, uh, as awful, as horrible, and as painful as this has been, 
Like I'm so like touched and inspired by the amount of stories. Like my buddy, uh, Jay, our, our, my barber who was on our podcast, he told me how, I think he met Brody one time and I told him like, hey, we were talking about Jay. And I said, oh, he's actually in the hospital with COVID. And Jay showed me his phone, went out of his way to say, like Brody hit him up and texted him and, and made sure he was okay. He would buy people gear, spend like a thousand dollars of gear for John Silver because he needed it. There were just so many times where, like, I don't have kids and you guys, I love that you're so inspired by him as a father, but I'm also inspired by him being so giving. And as much as we knew him as a, a ball buster and a potster, he was such a good human. He always looked out for people, um, even just a word of advice. And I, I think back to, and I tweeted this um, because it always meant so much to me is about over six years ago, I was at a point in my career where I was kind of floundering and uh, my confidence was shot. And I worked Seth on main event. And I remember having the match and I get to the back and no one that I remember really said anything, but Brody made sure to pull me aside and said, man, he just said, I did such a great job. He said like, that shows the office, like, hey, you're ready for more. And like, I would tell him from time to time, like every year or so, I would just come across my mind. And I would say like, that might not have meant much to you at the time, but it meant so much to me because it, it like, you were, you were someone who I respected in the ring. And you were someone whose who's words, you don't just like, Brody wasn't just one to give out compliments just because, just to do it. So it meant a lot to me. And he was just that kind of person. And uh, I, I'm so inspired that I had a friend who was that kind of person that I don't have to lie about. I don't have to say that he was a great man. And then I saw him on the side, like being really to a lot of people. Like he's, he wasn't that kind of person. And I'm so grateful that he's someone we don't have to make up stories about. Like he was every bit as good and as kind and as giving as everyone says he is. And one of the things too, that's even just going to the gym, I see him so often or where, where I just, even like I'll go to where we used to foam roll, I'll foam roll. And I, I just think back to where this is where we would foam roll when, He'd walk in just like four months ago. We just talk about life or he'd be heading to the sauna or like he sat on my couch. And we just we FaceTime Breeze and berated him while we watched college football. <laughs> like, like I just there's so many places in my life that he occupied. And there's just there's no there's no replacing that. You know, there's no there's no replacing him and and what he meant to all of us. And uh, it's just not a, it's not a loss that I think will ever go away. I'm sure with time things, you know, will heal to a certain degree, but you don't, you don't just replace a man like him. And I'm, I'm grateful that he was one of the best friends I've ever had. like the, the to to your point like i just keep remembering a lot of things because you know we we've been through so many things doing the road because time just flies and now you just kind of think back of like oh you said like i i read this story that reminds me of that but i feel like all the time i've known him like you said like everything is just it's just always there and it's so much fun when he's around even if he's like you know when he walks past you he just bumps you with his shoulder and i was like oh sorry i didn't see you there you know what i'm talking about yeah you do um so just like 
little things like that. And anytime me and him will get into big disagreements or especially when we wrestled in matches and stuff because he just wanted what's best for his team, you know? And then if I was on the other team, it's usually just, you know, like, all right, this is going to be like, not a fight because you have to fight it, but like, you know what I mean? Like he's looking out for his people, you know? And I feel like that's why people respected him so much because he was ready to fight for what he believed in, you know, and he was ready to fight for his friends and his family. And that's why he, he put, he put that first. And I feel like you can, you can tell that when you, I've watched a lot of, a lot of our matches back because he always brings out the best in whoever he's in there with. And that's because that's just what he did. You know, he loved wrestling. He loved his family. He loved competing and, you know, I feel like I'm a better person and I'm a better wrestler because I've known him and I was around him. And like he said, like he was not the one that just was like spitting out compliments left and right and just trying to like, he was honest. Like if you asked him, how was that? He would tell you exactly how it was. And that's the kind of friend you need, or that's the kind of friend I would like to have in my life. And um, to that point, like when, when, uh, you brought it up when it was uh, on our trip to Saudi. It was, uh, you know, you were across the island. It was me and Brody. And I think we just were giving each other crap literally the whole flight because it was one of those that I was like, oh, no, this is great. We should just enjoy this time because we don't know when's the next time we're going to go on a trip like that on the private charter. Look how awesome <laughs> life is kind of mood. And you didn't want to hear any of it at that point. <laughs> so it was just... We would literally be yin and yang, and then, like, you know, on the flight back, I would be like, oh, this is, and you would be like, no, this is actually great. You got to spend time. Because so it was just like, that's just, that's what you need in a friend, right? You don't need, to, you just need him to lift you up or just bring you back. It's just, it was just perfect. And it's really hard to, like, um, uh, like you said, like, A, to accept it. But I feel if you just, I'll always and forever remember him as, as that kind of guy, as like, one of my like, and I have so many memories and stories that I forgot that when people bring up something, I'll remember again. And it makes me smile and it makes me very happy. Like he was the one that taught me how to be happy at home. Like, no, no, leave work at work, be happy at home. Uh, just so many things like that. It's funny, like you're saying, like he loved wrestling, like loves his family, love, like, but he loves, loved wrestling. To the point where he'd be, like you said, like you wouldn't fight, but he was very competitive. So, oh, 100% competitive. Like, I, it was very funny. I, so, I, I've written down all the matches that I've ever had. And it spurs, like, because as we're kind of even talking here, it's like one little comment goes into, you know, 12 stories that go into other stories and everything else. And I just looked it up. I was very curious because I've wrestled Rowan and Harper like a million times. And so, I was very curious how many times I've actually wrestled them. I, I, I looked at it and uh, my record against uh, Harps, which almost always, almost 100% of the time is with Rowan as well, uh, was 4, 32, and 2. So the two <laughs> were just when, when Harper and Rowan massacred us and left. Right. Uh, but the only four wins against Harps is multi-man matches, and he doesn't get pinned. That's it. So every other time has been against Harper and Rowan. And I'd laugh because it's like you said, like it'd be very competitive where you're, you're, you're arguing, but you're not arguing and it never end badly. 
And then it would even like as close as, as Harper and Rowan were, we used to laugh all the time putting matches together because Harps used to get the biggest kick out of just, uh, if you remember, <laughs> remember, they weren't, an, uh, they weren't your um, everyday tag team, Harper and Rowan. So they'd get away with certain things that other people couldn't get away with. Whenever Harper tagged Rowan, he'd smack the hell out of him. <laughs> and, and so hard. He'd do it. He'd do it harder every time. And to, just to see if Rowan would ever get mad. And there's only like a couple times that Rowan ever went like, okay, like that's enough. <laughs> and Harper, that's like what exactly what he was going for. But it would always end good. You know what I mean? Like even when he'd do random little things like that. It was just how, how how quick is he to back up once? Oh my god! Immediately, <laughs> yeah. immediately. But I oh, yeah, funny story about that. So <laughs> yes, he enjoyed messing with me during matches always. <laughs> Whether it be us facing each other, you know, him heel, him face, it didn't matter, or us just teaming together and him just taking my mask and throwing it uh, <laughs> onto the ground during live events. So I, so, I, so I would just run and chase him. I'm trying to take you. You just do it the mess with me. Throw it down, then he tried to take me. Yep. Yep. I would just drop down and be like, I'm busy trying to get this. And mess back with me, like, come on, please. And uh, th th throughout uh, when we were dating together, I would always have him slap me in the face. Yeah. But, but so that was me. That, that was me. That was my idea. Because I'm like, okay, well, it's like a brother relationship. And sure, sure. I'm like, and plus it popped the crowd, which popped him. Unless <laughs> <laughs> it backfired on me and he'd slap me in the face, but we get no reaction because there'd be no sound. <laughs> so then sometimes they'd play against me because I'd say, do it again, and he'd do it again, and I would be able to hear a damn thing out of the Oh, God. But uh, I never put it over for him because I, I didn't want him uh, knowing that he got me. Uh -huh. and, uh, <laughs> so my whole thing was I never slapped him. I never slapped him because if I ever put my hand up, yeah, he'd, he'd back away. <laughs> the one time we're at a live event, and he he's messing with me pretty bad. We we won the match. I get up, start getting up into a corner to celebrate. He pulls me down. I'm like, I had enough. <laughs> I start going up. He pulls me down. I go up again. Pulls me down. I turn him around. I push him. I say, push me back. He pushes me back. And then I say, me. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, all right. Last week, as hard as he can, in a nice way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thinking, I slap him back. His face, when he's slapping, when he's never done, his eyes get real big like he drops down to his knees and he slowly goes under, just scoots underneath the lower rope and is like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never that. Oh, that's so good. Oh, God, my Rowan, one, the, the one time I got him back. <laughs> Rowan, do you remember we so we had a match? I think it was still FCW at the time. It might have been NXT, but I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. And we were wrestling you guys all the time, nonstop. And me, it'd be me with some random opponent or a uh, partner, whoever it was. And you guys were just arguing for no reason. I was like, what are you guys arguing about? Like, we're about to wrestle you. And he goes, Rowan keeps stealing all my moves. Like everything I'm doing, he starts stealing everything. So like, and, and, and so I'm, and he's like, he's like, as far as I can tell, he's really mad. And you're going like, well, whatever. It's not a big deal. And he's like, don't do my stuff. So I literally look at him and I go, all right. I said, if, if he, if he tries to like do one of your moves, I'm just going to duck it and then tag my partner. And he was like, he's like, 
what, really? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, why not? And he goes, he goes, okay. So it's, I think it was me and Sami Zayn at the time against you guys. And you, you grab me, you guys are beating me up and you, you pick me up and you go big boot. And I said, Oh, that's Harps. <laughs> and you send me off. You go for the big boot. I duck it and tag Sammy. <laughs> you, you, Harper's standing on the side, on the, on the, on the apron. And he said, you see the tag, you look back at him. And then, and then he goes, don't look at me. He said, you gotta do it. And he said, the, the look on your eyes was just like, oh no, like we were supposed to do that. And you and Sammy pieced together the rest of this match while we just laughed and, and, and we were on the apron laughing to ourselves. And I was like, I told him. And he's like, that's what he gets. He's stealing all my food. Uh, I, I remember a specific match in FCW. I think it was Hawk and Oliver Gray versus uh, me and Brody. Oh. Mm-hmm. And finish is supposed to be the, the spinning clothesline. I make the mistake of doing a clothesline. It's like an armory with 30 people. And I got, you know, the the the, the meat on, on meat. Oliver Gray had that big chest. And it just made the hugest slapping sound. All 30 people just went, oh, you know, and all I hear in the background is, mother that's my finish. And... So, so when we're doing that, I just he's just like, oh, be stupid, stupid, like and to go back to this whole button head thing, the finish is coming up, and I I just I'm I'm just watching and I see he's, he's hyping himself up to do the finish. Like this is gonna be so much better than his. And he does that spinning line, just boom, takes Bray's head off, literally. One, two, three. We get to the back. He's just like what are you doing? Like, almost, not coming to blows, but he's just pissed <laughs> off, pissed off. Keep in mind, this is the last time I ever did a clothesline in a match. Ever. Yep. And we yep. take them without asking, is it okay if I do a clothesline? Uh, but, uh, which pissed him off too, I bet. Yeah. We were just going back and forth, back and forth. It was really, really tense moments. Like, I'm like, uh, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, it's different. <laughs> That's just me. And we're button heads. And we both look at the corner of her eye and we see Oliver Gray. He's got blood coming from his mouth. <laughs> he pokes his head and he's like, I thought it was a good match, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, just going to the, 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 the whole button heads and just him not, you know, wanting me to do his moves. It's, it's just funny. Uh, so there's, uh, there's, one, there's one other story that pops to my head. It might be my favorite with you guys. And they went through a phase in FCW that if there was, and it only lasted probably, I think we did it and someone else did it, but we by far had like the worst one. You'll know as soon as I mention it. So basically if there was a show, uh, a, a live event within driving distance, they wanted the, you know, essentially oh, the developmental yeah. to go to it and get the experience. Well, we're told that, okay, we're going to go to Pensacola and it's going to be me, Harper and Rowan. And I, I, I'm from Canada. I have no clue where Pensacola is. So I go like, oh, it must be close. Seven hours. We were in Tampa at the time. Seven hours. So like we, we all basically, you know, we're making no money, everything else. So we end up renting a car. And me, Harper, and Rowan, we drive seven hours to Pensacola. And as like as we get there, like you know what Brody's like yell is like when he's laughing and he's like ah he starts yelling whatever we're going crazy by like the the two three hour mark and then we're even crazier by like the six hour mark. Finally, we make it there and we're like oh my god okay we made it to the show. We show up and and literally everybody goes like what are you guys doing here? And we said oh like you didn't know we were coming and they said no like what are you doing oh, here? Oh no! I, I said I don't know we were told to be here to like watch and he's like but 
you guys are wrestling too. Like you kind of know the deal. And we just went, um, okay. So we sat there, we watched, we watched the matches and we were just kind of like, okay, I guess this is it. Hop in the car, seven hours back. Obviously we, we stayed till the end of a show. So we're driving all through the night. Like you drove all, all yeah. you drove the whole way. There oh yeah. The, yeah. 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 Oh, my yeah. God. We didn't, we didn't okay. have money for a hotel. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So we, Tampa. We, we, were, yeah. we drove all the way back and we get to the rental car place to drop off our rental car. And there's the three of us. And it's like six in the morning and the rental car place is closed. <laughs> so we're just sitting, there's a parking lot with like a gate and the gate is like chained up. We can't get in. So we just went, all right, guys, like, I guess we'll wait until eight or whatever it was when it's going to open. So we're sitting there and we're like, man, this sucks. Like, this is like, we started calling it the Pensacola rib. Like we were like, there's no way <laughs> that anyone else will ever do this again. Like, this is just the one time that it'll ever happen. And we're, we're sitting there and we see like Rowan's kind of like in the back and he's like, uh, hey guys, like, would you mind if, uh, if I got picked up and, and, and we just immediately like, look at each other like, yeah, you're not leaving here until we're all leaving here, Rowan. And, and he just goes like, you ain't leaving Rowan. Like, don't even think about leaving. You're staying with us. And we kind of like, we're looking in the mirror and we can kind of see him in the back and he's got like his phone and he's kind of like doing something. And then he like real quietly, like on the phone, like, yeah. Okay. All right. And then we just go like, Rowan, what are you doing? He's like, oh, nothing. And we just went like, you better not. And Harper's going like, you better not leave us. Like, you better not leave us. And Rowan just goes, can, uh, uh, can you guys pop the trunk? And we just went, <laughs> we just went, hold on a second. And like, Harps is getting mad at this point. He's going like, no, you, don't you dare. Don't you dare. And Rowan gets out of the car and he immediately goes, lock the doors. And I said, <laughs> I said really? And he goes, yeah, lock the doors. I said, okay. So I locked the doors and Rowan gets his bag out of the, out of the car and he goes to get back in the car and it's locked. So Harper just starts laughing. He's like, don't you dare let him back in. And I just went, I went, really? We're going to leave him out there? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we're leaving him. And so he ended up standing outside the car for at least half an hour. No, half an hour? Oh yeah, just standing there. And he, every now and then he'd try the handle, but like it's still locked. And then you just stand there. The car, the car pulls up. He gets in the car, away he goes, and we just went, oh my God, I can't believe that he left us. But we also just made him stand outside yeah. the car for 30 minutes trying the, trying the handle occasionally. We're like, I can't believe it, man. We just we just had a 14-hour round trip, and you're going to leave us on the home stretch. I remember being on that Pensacola show, too, because this, this had to be early yeah. 2013. I think I just got yeah. called up. I was with uh, Dolphin AJ, I think. I think Dolph was probably working Cena then yeah, yeah, in the main. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I remember you guys were sitting in a cluster of chairs. <laughs> so you come down the live event, there's there's just like, I think it might've just been like Curtain and Gorilla at the time. Yep. And then like the, the ramp. And there's the there's like where the fans sit on the floor, <laughs> but then like kind of next to the ramp, you guys are just sitting in your own little cluster <laughs> oh, watching. Yeah. And I remember th like, there's no reason at all for you to be here. Nope. Uh, <laughs> but I just remember how bizarre it was. Cause you know, sometimes, when you're in FCW, you'd come on the road to see how it's done. Mm -hmm. And you, you, but you do the whole loop or you get to work the live event. But it was just one of those complete time wasters. Just like, like it's a rib. Like you said, it's it, a rib. It also looks ridiculous as I'm sitting there with these two gigantic bearded men beside yes. me. It looks like I have like this special treatment getting my own like front row seat. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening? A little evil villain. <laughs> yeah. People walk out and look at us. They're like, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I remember we had a show that night. Palm Beach, mm -hmm. like after we had to do a late ride. Oh yeah, after we came back. I don't know oh, what really? time you guys got to bed. <laughs> 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 
man, there's so many good stories too. I remember, uh, actually I was just talking to Breeze about this. I remember uh, the time that Brody was forced to wear trunks. Oh yeah, he was wearing trunks in that, in that match that we had with him. He so had trunks we, on. Okay, and we also, I, I might've been his, one of his first, maybe his first. I think he may yeah. have borrowed my trunks. Yeah, he very possible. Have. Very do you, possible. Do you remember, Breeze, because you write everything down, was that, was that Brody's first match in development or like on a show? Uh, no, I want to say one of his first matches uh, was like a card against me. I was supposed to wrestle okay. Rowan. And okay. then it got changed and it was me and him. Damn. But I remember it was me and Lincoln Broderick. And for years, for years, Brody would say, hey, remember the time you, we put you <laughs> and Lincoln Broderick over? And in trunk, I just remember how uncomfortable he was wearing trunks. Hated it. And yeah, and it was, so Melbourne, there's like that stage. So it's like a theater stage that you we all change on. And I just remember how upset he was uh, in these trunks. He looked just wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> when, I, really when, I, when I first met him, right? He wrestled in bikers and knee pads with tassels on them. Wow. And he came out, he came out to, um, I forgot the song, but he was like dancing and like, you dancing. know, it was just like, no. Brody, yes, yeah. I'm going to go find those I videos. Find a clip oh of it. it's, it's a transformation. It's him doing his entrance when he was dancing and then yeah. him doing his entrance as he is now. I'll find it. Like, oh, literally, I can imagine that. No, um, no, I saw no, no. one where he did, he worked twice on the same show. Once doing like the pretty boy, like, Dancing gimmick and then doing the trucker gimmick. I don't. Oh, uh, that's a while so, ago. No, no, no. no. So, <laughs> Those are so different. Yeah, I think they're different Maybe. because okay. he, he first time he came to Chicago when I when when I, when I met him he did the um, uh, dancing gimmick and he had like tassels and stuff and did like hurricane runners and drop kicks and just you know oh my being being all over the place and then he did this he started doing the um, Brody Lee character like the truck driver character mm -hmm. and that's when like. You know, that's the Brody we know now. <laughs> but like, it's just so funny looking back because at first wow. it was like, okay, he's just, yeah. you know, doing that. And then, then he became, you know, awesome Brody with the handkerchiefs at the dirty singlets that were not yeah. dirty. That he was <laughs> right. So, bro, bro, how many times have you seen him getting so hot because somebody grabbed him by the singlet and it ripped? <laughs> so many times. And then, and, then he, and then he'd be struggling to get another one to try to dirty it up. But if he yeah. didn't have if he didn't have time, he'd get so upset because there'd be real dirt on it. Yeah. Like, one time there'd be dirt, he'd be like, <laughs> he would get so yeah. And like it would always be like something by accident. And I just was like heat powder and I just like act like I'm reaching for him, but I actually caught him and like he was a Broadway and like the rip his tank top. <laughs> And then the same thing, he just turned around and he started cursing and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I think I saw the big show do it once and he, he uh, that was the first time I saw him not put it over. Yeah. Usually <laughs> <laughs> he was screaming and yelling. Big show doesn't come, comes, all right. <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. just fooling around with it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, but I think God. then he started getting like different tank tops for when he wrestled the show. So he wouldn't use his like the uh, ones that were like uh, dude, he literally had like good ones and I was like no I had this for yeah. like a year and it's just yep. like it yep. looked the perfect amount of dirt and it smelled great and it was just so yeah I, I um I totaled my car I think I don't know if I told that story but uh, I was so proud of it it was a Saab which is the car my family had when I was growing okay. up and I got one I was like yes. You know, like indie money, you know, just yep. like I found the deal of the century. This is the greatest deal ever. And he was like, we were talking about jeans. And there was like an outlet near where I used to live. 
And he was like, I can't find jeans in my size. I'm like, there's an outline. We can get there. And it was one of, I'm the specialist of trying to do everything last minute. Like, just like, oh yeah, it's, takes 30 minutes to do it, but I only have 20 minutes. I'll, I'll find a way to do it, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm driving and we trying to go to, like to the outlet before the show and I like make a turn without paying too much attention and just get my car totaled. And like, I remember him just like trying to not give me crap because <laughs> he like totaled my car. <laughs> Still kind of like making sure I know how stupid it was. <laughs> so like, <laughs> Oh, good times. Yeah. It's like he he had the perfect thing to say at, at any time where there was just awkward silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember when we played like hacky sack and football? Yes. Like all oh, summer? Yeah. And like he would just like come in and just like start yelling and screaming. And then we yep. just have like the whole locker room play. That's probably like my my favorite memories about him. Just whenever we would do something that would get him hype enough to where he would be screaming. Right. And so for me, that was like when we would do video game stuff because yeah. he would get he gets so invested to the point where you're like, yeah, when you're talking to him it's like about something serious throughout the day, and it's like, yeah, very even keeled guy, just clearly very intelligent, just well spoken, just okay, cool, this is a guy. And then he gets a controller in his hand, he turns on, oh my god, what the hell is going on? Ah! And he, he came and told me one time, he goes, bro, I can't be on the channel anymore. I was like, oh, what, 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 what happened? He goes, dude, my kid watches it now. Yeah. And he asked me why I get so mad when I play video games at work. Uh, his his bitch is the commish, though. I love the commission. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, he's so yeah. good. He was our, our, our first and only commissioner. And yeah. he'd just be off camera screaming stuff at people. Just screaming, upset, bro. I, I just actually watched, so so two things when you're talking about like uh, the, the video game energy. I'm like, like watching him, because uh, I think you guys had put something up on Up, Up, Down, Down, the, a big compilation yeah. of him like yelling. I'm like, oh my God, that's me. Like, <laughs> you, I had no control. You know, like when you start getting competitive in the games, like I have no control. And uh, so I think I was playing Mikazi in Madden and uh, uh, Brody's just, just heckling me the whole time the whole time and like i'm like this is usually like that's my job you know what i mean like i'm supposed to be the heckler and he's so he's talking about like fantasy football i think i lost by like 80 something points or something like that and i'm sitting here trying to play makazi and you know that he's like my i i I have a hard time beating him on the channel you know so i'm trying to like concentrate on beating him and uh brody's just sitting there talking about fantasy football scores so now i'm trying to like talk trash to Brody, but also talk trash to Mikazi and like focus and he's splitting my focus. He was like, I put this on Twitter the other day too. Like he was such a good heckler, you know? Like we talk about all like the great family man that he was and the awesome he was in the ring, but like his heckling, his heckling was top notch, you know? Second to Just none. top notch. Yeah. He, he'd heckle and he was a bandwagon jumper. Oh, so, yeah. Like, yeah. He'd, find, oh yeah. he'd find where there was three people. So like me, uh, me and uh, Dilly or Dillinger Spears, whatever you want to call them. We used to play NHL threes all the time. And of course, like when there's three, you know, there's always the odd man out kind of thing. And he would be on your team for like one second. And then immediately he's with the other guy heckling you. And you're going, what's happening? <laughs> like you were just, what, how did you do that? Like, you were just, you were just on my team. <laughs> yeah, whoever, man. whoever gets the better insult in the exchange yeah. that he jumps oh. to them. And then it, when it happens again, he'll jump back. That's exactly, it's, a exactly. it's a gift. I was at the perfect times too. Yeah. And then you like, you make the same the mistake of like, when he sides with you, then you're like, oh, he's on my team. But then before you know it, he's back and you should know that he's going to jump back and forth. But like, it's right, you gift. trust him every That's time. You trust yeah. him every time. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> I, I also love that there's a certain group of people who played college football and like to talk about the glory days. I played college football, but I don't like talking about my glory days because there were no glory days. <laughs> but there are certain people, and I think we know who they are, who would impassionately <laughs> talk about them and like seriously get into it. And one of my favorite Brody bits is that he would jump in and talk about the days that he played tackle at Notre Dame and blocked for Tony Rice. This is in the 80s. And like, we all know Brody's not that old, so the math doesn't work. But he kind of looks like he could be that old, and he's tall, so you kind of believe it. And there are certain people who play college football who would get irate and would be so mad that they're having this serious discussion about their glory days. And it would pop me to no end because Brody would just say it so seriously like he actually was in the locker room in the 80s blocking... Uh, uh, for Tony Rice at Notre Dame. And it popped me so much. Oh, man. That's so one much. of my favorite things when he started like, oh, oh, uh, just like goes over and start talking about it. And like the conversation would disperse and he would still be talking about it, like following the company, like following the people. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, you, I thought you wanted to talk football. You know? It's we were, we were talking yesterday and uh, it was like, if you walk into a locker room uh, and so people had, don't know like everybody's everybody for the most part is cool with each other but there's little pockets of friends so it's like little circles within the locker room and it's like if brody had like gone to eat or something he comes back and it's like kind of quiet and everybody's kind of just chilling with their little little buddies he would go you'd watch him if you could be a fall on the wall you watch him go to each group and set a little fire and so the whole <laughs> room was ablaze and then he'd stand back and just watch everyone yeah. screaming at each other just <laughs> he's like my work here is done <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh God. Jeez. Oh man. Well, I, I always loved when um when he, he was in the trainer's room because he loved giving uh, one of our trainers a lot of crap. Yeah, Larry. Uh, Larry. Larry. <laughs> so always loved that. But I would always try to get go in there and tell a really crappy dad joke. Mm -hmm. And one of always when Brody was in there to make sure because a if anybody would laugh at the joke. He would get so angry. <laughs> he would just yell and scream at them for like, why are you laughing? It's not that funny. Stop encouraging him. Or he would just go and just leave. It was so good. If it was really bad, he would just or like yeah, or like do one of his famous yells and just oh, leave the room. But then when it was just me and him, he would like tell me a really joke as well and it just like giggle and laugh and I'm like that's worse than what I just said mm -hmm. so he's like yeah yeah not, not, not for the boys not for the boys yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, good yeah. do you remember um uh my memory is so bad but I think we were in Mexico and somebody outside the arena was selling those bootleg shirts yes. Yeah, 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 with yes, his yes, face yes, on them. And the, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, Pumpkin. yeah. They put outside and bought all of them off the guy so we could wear them for the picture <laughs> in the back for the Pumpkin show. bottom I think pretty sure Oh, but he would slap people's bottles out of their hand all the time. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're not holding it tight enough, get your, get your bottle smacked out of your head. <laughs> there's so many little things, dude. So many. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of random little stuff that like, it literally, you don't, unless you do stuff like this, you don't it, think of it because we just yeah. live so fast. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I, I think too of, I remember one point Woods, you and Brody, you're greeting. I almost had to separate you. Because it got increasingly more violent. Didn't you guys end up with like a like an uppercut, right? Yeah. At the end of it. Yeah. And then it got it got like wait, like you guys almost like went to 
through hands. So, well, no, but in a, like a friendly way. <laughs> in a friendly way, but also a little not friendly. So, so every, so it's lots of people, uh, I guess, not lots, maybe just like it was like our group in developmental, <laughs> like secret handshakes became a thing for a while. And so I think what Oost, I think has the most, I think he has like 16 or 18 handshakes or something. But Which Oost? There's like 10 Oosts. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> Jim, 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 I think. But anyway, so mine and Brody's was like a punch combination. But like I he would he would end his and I would always sell for him while he would punch me and I'd go to get him and he would always like back away. So I could never just so, so pretty much like like Rowan when you raise your hand to me to back away. <laughs> so then it would it would be a race to see who could catch with the uppercut the fastest. And so like not that we would come to actual blows, but try to get it hit it fast. You might you might catch somebody in the middle of the day on accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he and Miro had a good one too. It was strike like kind of like Gator the, the Strike Force. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. always stare at you too as they did the Strike Force yeah. together. <laughs> but man, so many, like you said, there's so many things like that that we know, but yeah. just having these conversations triggers it. And that's one of the things that I'm grateful for too is that I feel like we've come together so much this last week or however long it's been. Um, I've had so many people who I haven't talked to in a while just because you know how life is. Or maybe we've talked, but it's been higher by. Or I know like Breeze, we, we talked for so long about getting together. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you just assume you'll have time. You always think, man, I'll, you know, we'll have plenty of time. Yeah. And that was one of the things with Brody, man. I always thought, like, man, he lived 15, 20 minutes down the road. I'll see him all the time. And I'm so grateful. Like we just kind of lucked into seeing each other all the time at the gym or we'd come over, but he was just one of those guys that I thought like, Oh, we'll have Sunday dinners when we're 50, 60 years old. We'll go see uh, little Brody play high school football. And you know, like and that's all the them. things. <laughs> yes. <I had> <laughs> Notre Dame. Uh, but but there's, there's just so many things like that. And I think this has been such a reminder that none of this is promised, you know, none of this is, mm -hmm guaranteed and i'm i'm just so grateful that so many of us have been like willing to be vulnerable and to be open and to say i love you and to like man break down in front of each other uh and that's as often as you hear this trope that wrestling is a family or you know we all get it it's it's a business but this has really reaffirmed to me that there is a real brotherhood like for real like I, I feel it. I feel that love. I feel that brotherhood. And I'm so grateful that we have these relationships. And I'm just, I just want to say thank you to all of you. I want to say thank you for all the times that we sacrificed time away from our families, that we spent on the road, that we had laughs. Man, we had so many laughs. And I just want to be more aware of, of being grateful for what we have now because we, we just, we don't know. And I'm, I'm, that's one of the things that's helped me through all of this is really connecting with so many of my friends. Like my, we've, we've done, I think a great job of, of talking and getting together and being open and vulnerable. And I, I wanna say thank you. And man, we, we have so many Brody memories and I'm grateful for all that. Definitely. It's exactly, it's very, it's, it's weird. And like, even as we're talking, like it's, it really makes you kind of step back and think, you know what I mean? Cause it's, it's exactly like you're saying, E, like we had just kind of started doing, um, especially like when the pandemic stuff hit, we just kind of went like, Hey, why aren't like, why aren't we hanging out more? And like, we had just started kind of doing like almost like game night stuff where it was like, mm -hmm. uh, like broski and Chelsea and Cass and Ronnie and like, and, and, and Harper and Amanda and me and everybody else. And it was like, 
I think we did it a couple of times and we're like, man, this is like, we got no excuses to not hang out and see each other now. You know what I mean? And then to have something like this where it, it's like we did all the work and we, and we traveled the world and worked our asses off. And then it's, it's hard not to feel like ripped off. Like we didn't get that as much of the reward as we should have, you know what I mean? But doing stuff like this, or at least, you know, if, if you're trying to find the one positive in all of this, it's exactly what you said, where like even just reconnecting with people or making that effort and like going out of your way to, you know what I mean? Like an hour is not far away. Like if someone lives an hour from you, make the drive and go and hang out with them and see them because it is worth it. And like, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. We, I, I don't know why we just get like lazy or we just assume that like, Oh, we got all this time and whatever. It's things like this that, you know, as horrible and tragic as it is, there's, it does kind of like you was saying, like it brings, it brings the people who matter to you and the people who you care about, it brings you that much closer to where you're not now, you know, standing that far apart anymore. Now you're literally side by side talking about anything. You know what I mean? It, it kind of takes all the fences down, which, you know, I've, I've definitely noticed at least, which I think he has too. So. I, th I think one thing, and, uh, and you were talking about this earlier, uh, just the fact that everything that we do, like we get to do all these, these crazy things and travel the world together. And we have all these crazy stories. Like, like I guarantee you, I've forgotten way more stories that are hilarious and fun than I'll ever right. remember at any point in time. But, uh, uh, not that we take those moments for granted, but we're so used to having them constantly because we would see each other in that at that point in time. When we were in developmental, we saw each other every day, mm -hmm. seven days a week until we got called up pretty much. And then we we're on the road at least like five days a week, if not a couple more, yeah. whether you're wrestling somebody or not, you're still seeing them in the locker room and hanging out and conversing and flying on planes in different countries and all that stuff. And so I feel like uh, in, in wrestling uh, specifically, I don't know how it is for other forms of entertainment, but but for us, I feel like everything that we're saying is always like, well, we'll, we'll have time later. Yeah. We'll be able to do this later for now. Let's just work. Let's just hustle. Let's focus on like, you know, doing X, Y, and Z like we're supposed to so that we can be set up for later. And I think that that's what makes everything feel so fast because yeah. while we are enjoying the moment, we're not, we're not letting ourselves like absorb the moments maybe. And so, um, so to that same point, um, I'm hoping that uh, we're able to kind of flip that a little bit so that we, we do put more emphasis on those moments and on all the relationships that we have. Um, Cause it's important, man. It's, it's weird the way we look at it. Like it, it's like you're saying at some points, like I remember, I think the longest tour that I ever did and you guys probably have done longer, I think was 19 days straight. And so like at times on the road, especially in those times, like we say we're spending time away from our loved ones. Like we're spending more time with, with the boys than we are with our loved ones. But you know, in cases like this and in cases like with a lot of you know us you we are our loved ones you know what i mean like we just don't even we don't realize that like hey we're on the road having a blast with not only our friends like these are literally like the people who matter the most in your life like they are in that circle of people that you know you would go go to bat for any day of the week and that's mm -hmm. like you don't realize it at the time i don't know why but it it takes something like this for you to open your eyes and go wow yeah. like there's you know Definitely, definitely learn a lot about the people around you. One of the last uh, conversations that I had with them uh, via text, I just so happened to be, um, we had just come off of like a hike with my, with my family and there's a restaurant around the way here, outdoor restaurant, and they were playing, um, you know, wrestling on TV. And sure enough, it was Brody in the main event, right? And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, oh my God, like, 
this is why like you have to believe in yourself, you know, and, and, and you can't fear not, you know, you, 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 you just can't be, you can't be afraid to go out and get what you want. And he knew exactly what he wanted and he knew what he was worth. And he knew that he could be a top star in our industry. And he believed in himself to the max, to the point where he was willing to risk everything financially, you know, um, security, you know what I mean? And, and for, the, for the sake of going out and, and proving to the world and showing his family and specifically showing his kids that he could be a, a top dog in this industry. And now here I am sitting at this restaurant and I'm watching it, you know, and I'm seeing it and he comes out and he's looking shredded, you know, he, <laughs> you can see he's made like changes in his life, you know what I mean? And like, it's like, God, like everything is paying off. And then to see the quality of the match, he comes out, he dominates and he, he becomes a world champion. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't believe that like I am seeing this right now live. The, the fruit of all the, the labor and the sacrifice was all for this moment. You know, my kids, again, like the connection that my, my family has with his family, my kids are there. And I'm like, hey, look, that's Brody's dad up there. Huh? And I'm trying to tell him like, what's going on? And he's like, you know, they're, they're all getting to watch it too. So it was really kind of like a, a a full circle moment. And I remember just like texting him, even when the match was going on, I'm just like, what? Knowing that he wasn't going to get it until obviously after, but I'm like, Oh my God, like, just like a, like a fan, you know, like a, just a big, a big ass kid watching somebody who I had been cheering for and rooting for and wanted to him to have the exactly what he was looking for. And he found it, man. And he did it, you know, and he, and he climbed the mountain and he proved it, you know? So I think um, like, like you guys were saying, like you, you just got to go out and, and, and believe yourself and believe in yourself, you know? Uh, and you can't be afraid to take what you want because you don't know what tomorrow has, you know, you start messing around like, well, how can I do it? Can I not do it? Well, this guy says I'm this, so maybe I'll just settle for this. And I'll, you don't, you don't know what tomorrow has. So you have to go out and, and, and try to get what it is that you want you know, and, and I'm, I was just so happy to see that moment unfold, man. And, um, gosh, I, I was just so, so happy for him because, um, if anybody deserved a level of success after the amount of time that he has spent in this industry, the amount of talent that he had in this industry, the quality of person he was in real life, the kind of father he was, the kind of husband he was, it was him, you know, he, he deserved it. And, um, I was just so, so, so happy to, uh, to be able to witness that moment live as it happened. It's, it's like he's the, he's the full embodiment, the definition of uh, throw your own punches. Yeah. Because if you go down swinging somebody else's punches, you're not going to be able to, to look at yourself in the mirror. You're not going to feel good. And, and Brody knew that, and that's exactly what he did. So uh, even just for, for, for people that are listening, because I know like we deal with this too. Uh, you can look to that for, for inspiration, for things that you want to do yourself. Like it's, it's difficult. It's scary taking a leap of faith like that, not knowing what's going to happen. But he was the kind of guy who, uh, like, like you said, Kofi fully believe in himself and it, and it paid off and he got to, to his promised land. 
You know what I mean? And had he not been the man that he was with the, with the faith to do that, then he may not have reached that, but, but he, he was that guy. And now his family got the opportunity to see that his kids get to see that's part of their legacy. That's part of their heritage. And I think they're, there's, there's few things in life that are more important than like teaching your, your kids a lesson like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, one of the things, even Cope, when you were talking about him, you know, showing that he was a real star, I think back to like, and I don't know if many people even realize, but he was in the show, this USA show called Damnation. And it's like set in the 1930s and he, yeah. he looks like he belongs and he killed it. And I was so hyped for you as, as excited as you are to see people do stuff outside in wrestling. I'm also, I'm so hyped when I see people do our, our locker room, our brothers, people that we've traveled with for so many years. And I, that was my boy to see him do Damnation and kill it. He was in this horror movie called Mohawk. Uh, he just had so many interests. Like he was such a good, like I thought like he's a character actor you could see for the next 15, 20 years in a bunch of pieces. I also feel the same way about Rowan. Like Rowan should be in every, oh my God, every, yeah. every bicycle gang, every <laughs> bicycle, ass murder, bicycle, bicycle, motorcycle, bicycle, motorcycle, I think it's even better, but the no, low riders. He, he, it was that he was so involved in hockey. Like he was doing stuff with, I think a minor league team where he was doing like commentating. He played. But, yeah, he played yeah. too. He had so many interests and he didn't limit himself that, oh, I'm just a pro wrestler and that's all I do. He, if he, there's something that he wanted to do and he had an opening to do it, like he went after it. And that, that, uh, I was so proud of him through all of that. But also it's inspiring to realize we can be so much more than this box that a lot of people put us in, man. Mm-hmm. So much more. 100%. Definitely yeah. checked all the boxes, you know? Every single one. I'm also like extremely happy to be part of this generation. Uh, You know, because I feel like a lot of times we are in the bubble and, you know, uh, everybody's looking forward to what's going to come next and oh, reminisce about what just happened, like what happened in the past. But I am extremely proud to be part of this generation. Um, of the pride in our work that we do, the pride in our friendships that we have, uh, the bonds we forged, like while on the road, like I feel like, uh, you know, I have way more friends now that I had before I started, you know, with this company starting on the road here and friends that I still have that are not with the company anymore or what, whatever may be. Um, and, you know, like I said, I've, I've known Brody for so long and just seeing how everybody from our generation handled this and everybody here touched on that, how we talked about it, how uh, we handled it all together. Because when I found out, like I, I couldn't talk for like two, three hours. Like I was just like, but just reading everybody's stories, uh, talking to people, texting with people, with my friends, with you guys, and then seeing the fans share their stories, you know, like little things that how, you know, Brody did this for, for one of their friends or they saw this and that. And it just, 
it made me really proud to be part of this generation. It made me really happy, like for all of us in a way, because um, yes, we may be too close sometimes or the time flies by, but we created so many good memories that we can remember and smile about. And as sad as we all are, like when, when I walked in the locker room for the first time, um, uh, past Friday, or I don't know when this airs, um, everybody was really sad. But then again, like some, uh, I think he said it earlier within a couple of minutes, we were talking and smiling and starting to smile mm-hmm. and then laughing by the end of it because we were sharing fun stories and remembering Brody the way that I'll always remember him or I want to remember him, uh, you know, with a, with a smile on my face and possibly a little wink, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's very grateful for all of you in, in short. <laughs> Same man, for sure, man. Same. Uh, and I, before we go to, I definitely um, have to talk about his wife, Amanda. I know we've mentioned her, but she has been Jeez. a rock throughout. She has been incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, being uh, a wife, being a mother, while all this has been happening, she has been just an amazing person. And like, uh, Charles, you talked about how she helped you through some dark times. I know my buddy, Emilio, she, she talked him through some of his, like, so, like, on a daily basis, she is that kind of person. Like, I, I said, like, you should, you need to start charging these grown men and you'll, you'll be rich. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, she, not just in this awful period, but she has been such an incredible friend to so many of us, such an incredible woman. Uh, and I'm just so proud of her and in awe of the way she's handled everything. And I just wanted to mention that uh, Amanda has been incredible. Uh, I love you, Amanda. Uh, always thinking of you. And uh, thank you for just being you. Uh, 100% from all of us. You know, we got you. Um, but uh, we don't for a minute. It's time to, time to wrap things up. So uh, I want to say thank you guys for coming and chatting. Um, that's, that's one thing when Swiss, you were talking about stuff on uh, social media and seeing that, like uh, hearing the news, I didn't really know what to do. Kind of just sat by myself and I don't know, my brain just cycled all these thoughts. And uh, I didn't, I didn't really start to, to feel like, like I was kind of coming out of it until I saw like, stuff on like Twitter. And I, I saw like a post that he put out and it made me smile. And so that's when I thought like, we can't like always physically be close, especially like now. So like, this is the next best thing is like sharing this stuff on like Twitter, Instagram or whatever. And just like, like you said, seeing people's stories and it's just like, oh yeah, thinking of this makes you think of 12 more things. And, and so um, in any situation where we get to just share stories and chat, um, is is nice to be able to remember him uh in in that way so so thank you guys for for doing this today we appreciate what you know it's not not easy for anybody oh, thank you for having us on yeah of course um well uh unless anybody has anything else they want to share that's it i just want to say i love all you guys and Same. we all love brody and the, the just Reminds everybody if, if you haven't talked to somebody for a while and to reach out, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't seen somebody in a while, 
do your best to reach out. If you're in, if you're in a town, because wrestlers travel a lot, if you're in a town with somebody that you haven't seen in a while, take a minute, call them, see if they're home, you know, hang out, like, because we never know when, to, what tomorrow is going to hold, and all we have is today. So I just want to send to each one of you guys a hug right now and just say I love you guys so much for doing this and putting this together because heartfelt, sincere, and glad the world gets a little glimpse into a beautiful soul. Definitely. Love you too, man. Love you too. For real. Love you, Joe. Uh, thank you guys for, for listening. And um, if you guys are hurting too, hope this, hope this helped a little bit. Do you... Just uh, something Brody once told me or asked me. He asked me, um, uh, where, does a, where does a king keep his armies? In his sleeves. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's Brody's joke. Uh, hey, it's Brody's joke. <laughs> it's Brody's joke. He made us all laugh. That's exactly what he would want. I got to go take care of my kids. <laughs> See, he would hit me with jokes like that out of nowhere when nobody else was around. And I'm like, <laughs> to, 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 to Breeze's point, you saying that right now to us, Brody's saying, got him. Yeah. 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 And he had the exact same reaction that you did, but I just would say jokes. <laughs>